Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my inspiring co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today we are excited to bring to you another key to success. So what's our second key to success for start, or for having a product-based business? Well, we all hear that success begets success, and I believe that through and through. It's so true, and it applies to a lot of everything um, that happens in your entrepreneur journey, like positivity begets positivity, inspiration begets inspiration. So it really, um, you're able to kind of get into that flow. It's basically, you can't develop and create and be creative and do all the things in a vacuum. And so it takes something else to to push it back to you for next for like inspiration or that movement forward. So people to people and that sort of thing. So you've heard it here before your reviews, subscribing to the podcast and sharing this podcast really help us. And we just want to thank you all so much. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and pause this podcast and leave us a review. It is really helpful. And you might hear your name out, shout it out on the podcast. So I'd like to thank John from JX3 Outdoors. So John left us this review and we want to just thank you so much for it. It says, awesome practical advice. I'm in the process of scaling up a product for the outdoor industry, specifically for hunters. So very different from the types of products these awesome ladies are working with, but the content can be applied to any product or business. Many thanks for giving me the confidence to pursue a manufacturer in China due to the manufacturing challenges I've encountered in the US, not being able to meet the sales demand needed to scale our business. Thanks again and looking forward to more great content. Sincerely, John. Well, John, thank you so much for the review. It means a lot to us and we are behind you and fully support you and glad to be here in your earbuds while you are scaling your business. Yes. So that brings us back to who this is sponsored by. (laughs) So this podcast is sponsored by the Product Boss Program. So we have masterminds and group coaching. Right now we are taking enrollment and signups for our masterminds. You guys, there are not a lot of people out there speaking to you, the product bosses. And we saw that, we saw that need and created this podcast, which then in turn created this amazing community and was it helped us bring you guys programs and masterminds. So if you are out there fishing for information in the service-based masterminds with coaches, we want to tell you that we have created a place for you. We have masterminds from the startup phase all the way up to six to seven figure businesses. We call them masterminds because they all have a mastermind feel. Some of them lean a little bit more towards group coaching and some of them are a true mastermind. So we have the top, 
which is a true peer-based mastermind that is from multiple six figures to seven figure product-based businesses. We have The Climb. The Climb is for five figures on your way to 100K. So any of you out there that have a business that's growing, that's selling, but you really want to get to that six-figure business consistently month over month, we have that program for you. We also have a program for those of you that have product in hand that have just started selling. So you're between no sales to about four figures of sales. And that group is called The Build. This one leans a little bit more towards group coaching, plus that mastermind feel. And then we have the start. So the start is for any of you in ideation phase. So you still have that idea, you're still working through it, and you need help to kind of flesh out that idea and get your product produced to be ready to sell. If you're interested in any of these, we would love you to apply or sign up depending on the group that you're going into. You can head over to theproductboss.com slash programs. We also will leave that in the show notes, but the productboss.com slash programs, make sure to grab your spot because they are almost full. All right, friends. Yeah. And if you're unsure of which group you want to go into or which one you fall into, make sure you email us so we can set up a call with you and help you through that. Okay. So let's jump in. Okay. So success begets success. So there is something magical that happens in the exchange is what Jacqueline calls it. There's an exchange of ideas that happens in a brainstorm, for instance, that makes it feel so darn good. So when you're brainstorming with people, you get that ping pong effect that Jacqueline and I will talk about that we have with each other, right? We call it the shorthand Sometimes it's called the ping pong, but it's the begets part. Success begets success. And so it really is the going back and forth that is almost necessary to make it into this giant ball of energy that feels so good as you're working through an idea to get it flushed out. And that usually will take another person as a sounding board to relay things back to you and say, here's what I think and here's um, how I'm reacting. Yeah. So, I mean, if any of you, many of you have worked in corporate or you've worked for somebody else and you know that there's team meetings, there's sometimes depending on how creative the group is, you know, there's... um, there's these times where you just sit there and you brainstorm and everyone's putting like ideas up on a board and thinking about that. That is the part where you just, it's naturally, it's built into larger businesses. Um, and so that, that back and forth, back and forth, we didn't realize we'd never said ping pong about each other, but we had Brit from marketing personalities on. And when we had gotten off the interview with her, she was like, you guys are just, she's like, I've, I've been on interviews before with two people, but the way that it is with you two, you just ping pong each other, just back and forth, back and forth. And we, that was the first time that we had heard that phrase about us. And we realized it's true. A lot of times when we're creating, maybe I'll come up with a concept. I'll kind of start to work on it. I'll hand it over to Mina. She'll start to flush it out. Then she'll hand it back to me. I'll add to it and back and forth, back and forth. And you'll hear us do that also on the podcast just in speaking or when we're coaching and we, we talk about something and we listen to you know, the client's problem or struggle or hurdle, and then we'll get ideas and you'll see us actually between each other start to go like, oh, wait, oh, yeah. And we are able to kind of like work an idea through begetting each other, <laughs> beget, beget. <laughs> <laughs> beget, beget. Um, I will tell you guys, we've had so many sales calls this week. And we call them sales calls, but they're discovery calls for the masterminds. And they're only meant for fitting calls to show you which group you probably belong in. Every once in a while, I see Jacqueline's eyes light up and she'll start coaching. 
and she'll start going into coaching, eyes lit up. I know she's going to lay it on the person, all this inspiration and get this good feedback back. But that call is not meant for coaching. So I literally have to stop it and say, well, I'm going to pull Jacqueline back here. (laughs) And before she gets too much into coaching to make sure you know which group that you're going to be in. But that is just a little taste. Those people get a little taste of that coaching that happens, the back and forth, the ping pong that happens that they could have. Because in most scenarios in the mastermind groups and the strategy sessions, I would be like, yes, I see where you're going here instantly because we have that shorthand with each other. And then I'll break it down my own way. And usually the person or the people that are on the call with us would be like, yes, we see what you guys are both saying, at least from one of us, you know, they connect with what one of us is saying. And, um, and then that usually gets into this whole begets, 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 begets. (laughs) So success begets success. Should we break that one down? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is pretty much the snowball in a different saying, right? Um, but the snowball is really about the exchange, you know, I like to say it's like a bicycle. You definitely can pedal with one foot. You know, as you're going, you can pedal, coast, pedal, coast. But if you're pedaling with two feet, then you can really get going. If you add a wheel, you're really flying. So it's really about that exchange, the push, pull, the back and forth that really gets it going. So you guys have seen this too. For example, let's say you have a product and you get it onto an influencer. So at first it's like that reach out. So you're, you've got your product and you're contacting an influencer and you're saying like, Hey, I love you. I think you're such a great fit. Would you like to use my product and maybe do a shout out? And so that's that, that singular reach out. Hey, hi. And then if they respond to you, you're like, yes, they actually responded. And so they respond and they say, sure, I love your product. I'd love to use it and I'd love to shout you out. Okay, great. And then now that person with more followers is now sharing your product and putting it out there. So you've got a great product. You give it to someone who seems like they're you know, doing well in terms of social media. They then post it. And then what happens for you guys? That What's next? You might get more followers. You might get more likes. You might get some more sales. And then in turn, that backs up the, the um, influencer where they also have now shared a product that their followers like and believe in and respect. So no matter what, it's like it's success begets success. You're giving them something that they love, that their people love. In return, it's adding to the followers for you. And that's just like a little micro example of this happening. This happens bigger in business too, where um, you get a new store, which then qualifies you as something, right? Like let's say it validates your business. So, oh, I just got into this, you know, the biggest shop in town. Great. Now you get to take that, the fact that you're in that biggest shop in town and call other shops and say, hey, we're in the biggest, this shop. And then, so we should be in your shop and they might you know, bring you on and then back and forth, back and forth. So the success of it all and you helping your shop succeed, sending sales there, they do better. They're going to order from you. So again, it's like that ping pong or tennis match where it's back and forth. You guys are benefiting from each other. And if each of you are successful, it's benefiting you. Yeah. um, It's kind of like when you're 
in the group, there's this, I, I call it capacity. So your mental and emotional and success capacity expands with the people that are around you. So oftentimes, because success begets success, you'll see somebody do something and you'll be like, hey, I get what she's doing. I love it. Let's try it over here. And so you're able to take that data and that success metric and really apply it to yours. And then everybody's success capacity kind of expands and rises up to this other level because you're able to kind of um, have that team morale behind it. So you're pushing each other and really in alignment and not as competition. Um, it's more of, hey, I'm, I'm doing it too and I'm right here next to you. And it's, it's more of a teamwork as- aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So this could also be used for positivity, right? Positivity begets positivity. So show of hands, wherever you're listening, how many of you have a friend that's maybe not so positive? <laughs> oh, yes. And this is the opposite is also negativity begets negativity. Um, one of the ways, like when, for instance, when we read the podcast reviews you guys give, like I loved that podcast review from John. It was so specific. Um, it was so nice. Um, I loved to feel valuable, right? And that he was getting value from it and I was adding to his life too. And then there's like the two-star review and that begets negativity. I was so, I, you know, it's like the instant feeling of defensiveness, like, oh, that makes me feel terrible. So it's like the, that exchange is much different than the first one. You yeah, know, we can have like 25 five-star reviews. <laughs> One two star and then 25 more positive reviews. And it's like, oh my God, what are we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just beginning a different reaction. Um, But yeah, there is that friend. We all have that friend that's almost like the go-to negative person. I mean, I have a friend that I grew up with that I realized that she's kind of negative and I was kind of negative and that was, and that, that experience together. And you don't really know outside of that, that you're, um, being so negative until you start to meet or be around other people that are super positive. So thinking about that and, you know, we talk about, you know, who it's, who you surround yourself with and that sort of thing. We all have negative friends and those are, those are fun people on days that we need them. But the positivity aspect, I will say that for Mina, because she, for me, you could break things down very, um, you can piece things out and actually pull the emotion out of it because you come up with like really great plans and roadmaps versus I'm a super emotional person. So I'll get wrapped up in like the emotion of it and not be able to see the, the, like the path clearly sometimes. So I think the positivity aspect and bringing that and one of my mission statements for designer consulting co-op was just to create a business that brings joy and everything I did was joyful. And so the clients I worked with were joyful. Um, and so I think it's the same with positivity when you get to choose that find other people and it will be that exchange, you know, it's like, they'll just keep lifting you higher. Yeah. I think what Jacqueline's talking about too is, um, we all don't think, yeah, well, (laughs) I think, um, we all don't fall prey to the same mindset obstacles. Um, for instance, Jacqueline definitely, um, is, is harder on herself than, you know, we all are, are, own worst critics. So when I'm breaking things down in my mind, I'm thinking Jacqueline can do anything, anything, you know, literally it's impossible for her not to do what exactly what she wants in her mind. She's thinking, Oh, I can't do that because of this, or I can't do that because of this, or there's not this. So it's kind of her own mindset for herself. Whereas like, if I'm 
thinking about it for somebody else, the brainstorm, the positivity is really coming in, believing in the other person and really pushing them through like, you can do anything. You're amazing. And here's, you know, the additional benefit of here's how you break it down and actually do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to give an example too, because we did get a DM from somebody that was talking about how they loved our podcast and how um, she had this waiting list, right? So scaling her products into um, a bigger scale of quantity. So she couldn't get um, enough production to fill her waiting list. So that was the problem. So I wrote back and said, do you have manufacturing? Like what's going on with manufacturing? Why do you have a waiting list? And um, would you ever consider a strategy session with us, right? So that was kind of step two of an exchange. Uh, because initially when I read her email or her um, DM, I thought, oh, she has a waiting list. She's probably going to think it's a manufacturing thing, right? But what I initially thought of was the example of Templeton Rye. Um, have you ever heard of Templeton Rye? I have because we talked about it, but it's oh, really? for my listeners. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bourbon company and they are huge. So they make barrel whiskey and it's aged for... 10, 20, 30 years. And so when they come out, it's like hotcakes. It sells like hotcakes because it's a uh, regional thing. It's um, an Iowa thing. And if I remember correctly, they made number one sales of all liquors or all liquor, like hard liquor in Iowa. And they broke the record because people were like frantic to get their hands on Templeton Rye, right? So here's very similar to the um, business that direct messaged us, they could have a waiting list. They probably do. So should they manufacture and scale to meet all that demand, right? So should they try to get more barrels? Should they um, try to buy more uh, land to get all these barrels? Things like that in the production. But they actually should get a better upsell. That would be the easiest most beneficial way to grow quickly. So what I mean by that is when they come out with um, Templeton Rye, they're just selling it either like five pack, six pack or whatever. But they could also have these upsells that's like the Templeton Rye, you know, um, I don't know, premier pack, let's say. And it could have all these tasting glasses. It could have special um, marble rocks. If you guys ever drink bourbon, instead of using ice, people use marble that's chilled and chilled and then doesn't melt. So they could have that and they could raise their price from whatever it is, $35 to $135. So that waiting list that they have could still sell out. Let's say it's a waiting list of, I don't know, 100,000 people. Then those 100,000 people are spending 135 versus 35. And um, they're not having to invest all this money into scaling into production right? So that's a one-way exchange. I thought that all in my head and I thought, hey, I'm just going to see, do you have a problem with manufacturing and scaling, you know, thinking that we could help them. She's probably thinking we're going to help them with that. And then also you should do a strategy session with us. Here's where the magic happens is in the strategy session, if I were to give the idea, Jacqueline will almost always have the other side of an idea. Oh yeah. I have something to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) And the ping pong will start and then she will see, both of us will see the, uh, the 
business um, owner's reaction to it, right? Her body language, if she's into it, if her own eyes light up, if she pulls back, if she's um, really just set on manufacturing, let's say, in a whole different facility or investing really big or getting investors, right? We get to gauge that and the ping pong then happens and the magic begins. But Jacqueline, what, what's your idea? <laughs> Did you well, want to share or no? Well, I guess, you know, the, the question then would be, because that's a, a cool idea. And then I feel like, well, they might say, well, what about all this other product I'm going to have to get for it? Blah, blah, blah. You know? So then it's also flipping it and saying there's a scarcity aspect on it. And so- right. Maybe your price is too low. Maybe we should be charging more. Um, maybe if if they want to eventually scale and make more, that's fine. But because I think there's something really cool sometimes when there is a wait list, you could use it. I remember right. a client was working, there was like this bra company and they said they had a wait list of 7,000 people, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, bigger business people might say, um, you need to be filling all those orders, right? Like you need to be getting 7,000 orders in. And then other people might be like, well, but this is really good as you're starting your business that it's like, oh, people want it and it's going to sell out. So I would say, you know, then it's also kicking up your manufacturing, figuring out how to meet those demands, making sure that you're able to stay with um, the the quality that's expected. And then because you have that wait list, you get to go to you know, maybe if you want to go to a bigger store, you can go to a bigger store and say, "Hey, I have this wait list. You should be you should be selling it as well." And maybe it's about cash flow. So there's so many questions. I think your idea is really smart. And then the question would be back to the client: Well, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? Um, and that ping pong then turns into a three way, like you know, right. back and forth, and we really figure out and flesh it out. So yeah, I mean, some of these really big ideas, it's think it's like a think tank. I'm sure you've all heard about think tanks, but when you get many minds together, you start to really start to think about something bigger than what you kind of get stuck in in that cycle. Yeah. And for a think tank, I know there's some people that have been in think tanks and they don't feel as good as what we're describing right here. And there's like a gritty aspect to that brainstorm that think tank because there's so many big ideas that need to be flushed out, but those are just as effective. So we're talking about one that's really flows. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to be super honest, it always happens in ours, <laughs> but I've been a part of mastermind, not masterminds, but brainstorms and, and actually masterminds that it's a little bit harder um, because it's almost like the ping pong needs to start to begin and then it's easier to keep it going. So that's just but it's still effective. Yeah. I think, I mean, sometimes you might be in a group of people or, or talking to people that the ping pong slows down because they're giving advice from like somewhere else. That's not really always also in line. Right. So if you're in a mastermind of service base and product and all that, they're going to give you those ideas, but you're, you might stop because it doesn't make sense to you. For, for the advice that's coming back, you know? So I think there is something magical about it when you find the right people. If you're listening to this podcast and you align with us, wonderful, you know, thank you for listening. And if you don't, thank you for unsubscribing and not listening <laughs> because, you know, we say that to people about their, their um, mailing lists. Like people get so upset if someone unsubscribes and you're like, well, if they're unsubscribing, they're doing you a favor. They're actually saving you money for your mailing list because they don't align with you. So why take up space on your list that you have to pay that extra because certain, you know, mailing lists charge you more at every X amount of people you got. Um, 
So I think it's if you align with that person and that's when you develop those relationships. You know, I think that's how you and I developed a relationship because we ping ponged ideas and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other people you and I have talked to that are, we're like, we're good, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in any instance, sometimes you just have chemistry or you have this ping pong that's natural with other people. But I do think that everybody adds to a ping pong in a brainstorm. Because there's so many different experiences and different businesses that can be pulled from that um, you can almost see all gaps being filled. And that's really the thing that needs to happen is here's what I've done that didn't work. And then sometimes if someone's just there, you're, you know, you just know where you don't want to go. And that's simply easier as well. And I think if somebody's not in a group format, um, because, you know, masterminds have trended for, the last few years where it's something that people are going for, right? They're, they're sick of doing things on their own, like the do it yourself all the, all the time. So the idea of ping ponging and like in masterminds, for example, you get a bunch of t- different people from different backgrounds giving you information, but let's say you're not in one and it's just, it's you and you've got your husband or your wife, you've got your friend next door, you've got someone that you know that has a business as well. And you're talking to each person. All of those ideas are something that you then take back into your brain and then make some sort of, you implement something or make a, make a change. So I think no matter what, whatever we do as humans, we are constantly looking to others for inspiration or positivity or to kind of see model what they're doing and then bring it back into your business. Yeah. So some, I think some tips would be nice. So I think maybe, um, thinking about, the idea of a brainstorm or the exchange or the ping pong or the success begets success, I think some tips uh, would be beneficial. So tip one would be to realize that there's no dumb ideas. Like there's something that adds to everybody's question or hot seat or something that you're doing with the brainstorm. It's just that do not stop yourself from saying something because you're going to think that it's presented as being dumb. That would be tip one, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no idea is wrong. And that's like the brainstorm. So when you put an idea up, you know, we do want you to flush it out. That's the point of a brainstorm. So put that idea up. If you have lots of ideas, it doesn't mean you have to take action on it right away. Then you brainstorm on it. So tip number two would be to build on other ideas, even if they don't seem like they're, they have legs to stand on. It's what Jacqueline is saying about flushing out ideas. Sometimes you build the legs. You build the airplane as you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> so you take an idea and you take it a little bit further. And I think that's something we, I learned. I, was, I went to art school, like a bachelor's program. And, and it was something where you would ask for constructive criticism. You'd put your art up on the walls. People will give you criticism because even you do have your final, right? Like people will present their final work, but in a program like in an educational program, you have teachers, you've got other students, you're sort of building on those ideas. They're giving you suggestions like, well, what if you tried this, you know? Um, and so when you get an idea, you do want to see how, where else can you take it? Is this the end all be all idea or what else can you do? What makes sense for your business? Uh, next tip would be obviously hire myself and Jacqueline. No, but it kind of <laughs> is hand in hand with that is to have someone lead the brainstorming session. So there's a benefit to having a facilitator because they can do the pulling when other people don't want to. Right. So there's pieces of 
a brainstorming session or the success begets success group uh, where they need to be pulled a little bit. And that is kind of the job of the leader or the facilitator, wouldn't you say? Yeah. You know, in in an office situation, there's somebody that would step up, whoever's sort of running the meeting, right? Um, And then there's always a person who has the most opinions. (laughs) 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 Maybe Mina and I in class. Um, but you know, that you do want someone to lead it. And sometimes if it's you, it's hard. It's hard to see that. Um, it's, it's hard to lead it. So I used to work in a bridal boutique. We would make custom gowns for, uh, women getting married. And oftentimes we would tell them to look at themselves in the mirror, like uh, always, like even in fashion when you're fitting something. So that's a better example. So in a fashion fitting, when you're fitting a garment to make sure it fits as you're going through the development process, a lot of times I'd be running the fitting because I had clients. They would be sitting on the couch looking at the model and looking at the garment. And I tell them, look in the mirror instead. Don't look directly at the model Look in. The <laughs> <laughs> look away. No. Um, look in. Don't the make eye contact. <laughs> because when you have that mirror, it it added a different perspective on the garment. When you looked at it, you were able to see it more clearly than looking directly at her. I don't know why it works in your brain, but it just it does. And so it was one having me sort of suggest that to them. Obviously, I was sort of leading that fitting, but also they had that other perspective by looking in the mirror. So if they were doing it on their own, by looking in the mirror, they would just have had another perspective. So that is so funny. Maybe it's because the frame or the, does it make it 2D? I don't know why. Why do I not know science? <laughs> probably there's just a different way of looking at it because when people look directly at, when you look directly at the model, don't look at her eyes. <laughs> no, when you look directly at the model, they'll get stuck on something. They'll get stuck on like a certain point, like on the shoulder. They'll they'll see one thing versus the overall, the entire thing. So, yeah. Okay. So the next tip is to implement, you know, this is a little bit of the hardest part in that you're kind of going away from the meeting and trying to beget that success. Right. Um, But where do you go first? The minimum viable success, I suppose. Um, But then who's going to do it, right? So that's where you start implementing and taking all those ideas that you had and really flushing them out into the step that's what's next. What do we focus on? And I think when, what to implement, you know, we're talking to a lot of people that are in multi-stream machine, the course that we did and, um, or that, you know, we're in the group with them and they don't even, they don't know what to implement. So sometimes when you have a ton of ideas, they have a lot of ideas. And we talked about this in the office hours. Um, what do they do next? And so I think when you have that, when you have that exchange, it's able to flush out, okay, you have all of these big ideas. Now, what do you do next? What do you implement? What do you focus on? Because friends, you cannot do it all. Don't do all the big projects all at once. You need to figure out sort of what, like Mina said, either minimum viable implementation project or what's the most important thing in your business right now that does need that implementation. So if that happens, then you can move to that, that next thing. Yeah. In, in the case of the example that a gr- the girl that DM'd us, right, she, her next step could be look into mass production or it could be look into 
creating better offers, right? So there's lots of ideas and lots of things that you could do. Some, some of them are more minimum viable than others. And some of them you can do a lot of them, but you're not sure how to do it. Like if she wants to go into mass production, what's her next step there? And if instead she wants to look at her offers, how should she, how should she be thinking about it? So I think it's hard to know what the very first next step is, especially with so many ideas. Which brings us back to our very last tip, and that is to circle back. So as you're doing this implementation and getting out there, doing those um, first steps, you should set up a meeting to circle back to see what happened. That's another part of the ping pong and the begets is that you are checking in with what worked and what didn't work. Right. And that's something that we always have. Like we have people do a review of what worked. We and looking at that and noting it for yourself so that you can. So even if you are just writing it down in a calendar and saying like this worked, and then you can look at it again, wherever you need to mark this, you'll be able to circle back and say yes or no. What do I do? And what do I do differently the next time? Yeah. And, and I say to circle back as if, you know, you're setting up a meeting, but this is kind of the same thing that people think is accountability. It's really not. It's the consistency. So in our mastermind groups, you meet with each other every two weeks, right? It's building in the circle back. Um, people think that this is the benefit of the accountability. It kind of is, but it's the benefit of the circling back. Where are you on this? What happened? What could you do better? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Does it still fit in with what you wanted to do? So that's the circling back in the form of accountability and consistent showing back up. Yeah, it's easy to get swept up in the in those big ideas that you have. Um, and even if you take it all the way through and do this whole sort of messy brainstorm, um, it's it's easy to kind of do it and then kind of maybe sometimes forget. And so I think that circling back is like, well, what happened with that? Hey, did you do it? Even if you didn't do it, it's fine. But it, did you do it? Or sometimes we've had <laughs> clients in the masterminds and we've checked back in and they've been like, oh yeah, I did say I was going to do that. <laughs> Let me do it this week, you know, and it's like, great, let's, we're going to check back in with you to make sure you did it. Because sometimes it's just that like life catches up with you and other things are happening or some really big opportunity comes your way. And so whatever you were sort of thinking about doing on your own didn't necessarily happen. So, but I do think it's really important for you guys to remember that whatever you're doing begets the same thing. So negativity begets negativity, positivity begets positivity, inspiration begets inspiration. Look for those places, look for those people, look for those things that are going to bring that back to you and up-level it to that next level. So what are you looking for to happen? Find that and then get that exchange. Like find your ping pong um, so that it does come back into your come back to your side. You know, you get to do something with it and you send it back over and it goes back and forth, back and forth, because that's the way that you're going to rise. You know, it's gonna lift you up. Right. I mean, the key to success that we really want to leave you with today is, which doesn't sound as beautiful, is that the power of the begets, right? <laughs> success begets success. If you are interested in working with Mina and myself in one of our group coaching mastermind programs, we would love, love, love to, to hear from you. You can go over to theproductboss.com slash masterminds and or you can email us at hello at theproductboss if you have any questions and we would love to set up a fitting call with you. Thanks everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. 
Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.